Welcome to The Breakdown. My name is Mary. I am one of your hosts. I'm here with Brock and Josh. How are you guys doing today? Hello. Welcome back. Yeah, Mary's back in back town. It's very London. exciting. Let's hear, let's hear, Brock. Can you, can you do an accent for me? Sure. To tell oh, me you uh, missed me. Like a, a British accent? Yeah, follow your heart. Okay. Put another shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> is, that, is that the right? I don't know. Neck, neck of the woods. I don't know what I, I don't know. Yeah, sorry. You did well, though. You did well. I was, I was actually <laughs> quoting a movie. We'll just leave that for reference to people to figure out which movie that was. So uh, it's good to be back yes. with you guys. Um, and uh, we are a podcast where basically we take a bite sized portion of the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship and we break it down. Um, it's our hope that every time you hear this podcast, you're going to learn more about God's truth and come to more of an understanding of who he is and, and his plans for your life. It, it, that helps give us that kind of direction. So um, we, this past weekend, started a new series called How to Bible. How to Bible. And basically, John is setting up this summer series where we're going to be going into Hebrews. But before that, wanted to kind of set a foundation of how do we approach the Bible? How do we view the Bible, what kind of lens do we view it through? And so he kind of hit on that. So where are we going today, Josh, after kind of hearing that message? Yeah, well, I love it. I love talking about the Bible. I love studying the Bible. I love that we're doing a series on it. Uh, this particular week, um, man, it is super easy to get led astray in life, right? So we know that as Christians, super uh, easy to get uh, distracted, to get led astray. But man, how amazing is it that God has given us this incredible guide with the Bible to help us stay moving towards His purpose for our life. It's really, really amazing. And so uh, the passage we're going to read today is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. So let me read that, and then we'll get to breaking it down. So beginning with verse 16, all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Beautiful. I kind of wanted to ask you to do it in an accent, but I didn't want to throw you off. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> but the former accent wasn't good enough already? That was. Yeah, I wanted more. Oh, that's, oh, that's what it was. Okay, okay, we'll go with that. We'll go with that then. <laughs> uh, so before we jump in, just kind of a little context for you guys. This is 2 Timothy. So this is a letter Paul is writing to Timothy. It's a personal letter. It's... Um, why is it, it called Second Timothy? Because it is the second. Mm. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, oh, there were Brock two didn't Timothys. know that, so yeah. I wanted to fill. Yeah, yeah I'm glad you. you asked, Brock. Yes. <laughs> um, but he's writing this, and he's uh, not in an ideal situation. Um, he is in prison, and it seems like uh, he's thinking that this might be the end for him. Like, he's going through this trial, and it's not looking too good. And these are somewhat—I I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but in a way, these are kind of like his last words to Timothy, like a— hey, like, here's the final things I want to say to you so that you can kind of persevere and keep going in your faith. Is that kind of like, do you guys agree it kind of like feels that way? Yeah. Yeah, especially toward the end of the letter. It feels yeah. like, hey, you know, as he pins the last par portion of it, like it's mm -hmm. this This may be the last time we correspond here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so here in this um, this particular letter, he's kind of alluding back to other people that were false teachers is kind of how he talks about them. And we talked about how, um, as we were studying this and kind of discussing it, that um, it's hard to totally pin down like what exactly it was that they were doing, but they were leading people astray. There we go. They were leading them astray and they were teaching um, something contrary or, or opposite. I don't know if contrary is the right word. Opposite of the Bible or, or, or of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's kind of the context in which like, he's speaking to Timothy is like, hey, this is what they were doing, and here's what I'm asking you to do. Was Weren't they teaching that 
the resurrection wasn't going to happen. Is that yeah. what I recall? And do you remember? Our resurrection, yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of, you know, mnemonic devices to remember things when I was in school. And you remember why the Pharisees, uh, or there's the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Yeah. Oh, what? yes, yes, the, I know this one, I think. Oh, no, another another Bible school <laughs> joke has been ruined. But the idea was that the, the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection, so therefore they were sad, you see. Ah, I so, see. So I don't know. I don't think this has anything to do with the Sadducees, I like that but one, I, wanted, I wanted the Sadducee joke to get in there. I don't know if it's a joke or no, more. A, I, honestly, every time I read Sadducees, I think of that joke. I love it. Okay. They're sad, so, you see. Yeah. I they, love it. <laughs> <clears throat> so take it away, Brog. What, let's like actually get into this now and, and see. And so the, it seems like there's these corrupt teachers in Ephesus. Yeah. Like that's, Paul wrote a lot of letters because there was a problem going on. So there's these mm-hmm. corrupt teachers in Ephesus, and he's asking Timothy to confront them. And he's calling these teachers to come back from just philosophical ideas, to come back to the scriptures and let that teach them about Jesus and the the mission that Jesus had. And so in verse 14, Paul starts off, and some of my references today are going to be from the New International Version, the NIV, as opposed to the NLT, which Mm -hmm. we normally read. And this is because that's what I studied, and it's hard for me to read You're this passage. You're an NIV nerd. I'm an NIV nerd. Thank you for that. Fanboy. But I don't know if I'd go fanboy, but we can, <laughs> we, can, we can live with that a little bit. But in verse 14, Paul starts out talking to Timothy. He says, but as for you, as opposed to these bad teachers, as opposed yeah. to these teachers that are lost, but as for you, here's a better way. And he's telling him to go back to the scriptures. And in verse 15, he also says, because they're able to make you wise for salvation. And so we talked about this a little bit as we were preparing for this, that there's this weird kind of feeling with Scripture that, that these are the words of God to us, but it's not part of the Trinity. It's not God himself. But mm-hmm. these are Scriptures. They're words that can really guide you and inspire you. And we'll get into that a little bit more in verse 16. But, like, these Scriptures are meant to give you guidance to help you not only understand salvation but continue on that path of salvation for the rest of your life. Yeah. And if you get off of this, you can find yourself in a very tough direction with these teachers we're doing in Ephesus that Paul's writing about. Yeah. So. And you said earlier about how a lot of the stuff they're teaching is contrary to the gospel or opposite of maybe the stuff that was being taught. Uh, a lot of it probably, and this is stuff we can relate to today, they can even just be little distortions of the truth. Yeah. And that little bit of difference is going to have very similar ramifications, you know, for like unhealthy, just not good results. And so it's really cool that, to think about the fact that so long ago, Paul is sitting Timothy down, you know, quote unquote, sitting him down. And he's he's kind of walking mm-hmm. him through this as well, going like, hey, they can be massive differences. They can be subtle differences. They're all dangerous. Uh, let's talk about the baseline here. Well, and I think I, I honestly haven't thought about this before, but like Paul thinks he's about to be gone. And so like to think that Timothy might eventually lose his way or be led astray. He's saying like, I'm, I'll come and go, but the scriptures, they'll still be here yeah, for here's, you. Here's the way not they to remain. go astray. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to give you any final words, potentially it would be rely upon this. Hold on to this. Yeah. And, and so verse 16, this is, here's why I'm the NIV nerd as Mary called me earlier. <laughs> Fanboy. Be proud of Fanboy there. That's better. But in verse 16, the NIV says it this way. It says, all scripture is God breathed. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's interesting. We just finished a series hear about the Holy Spirit yeah. and this idea that it's God's Spirit producing these words. It's God's Spirit, this idea of the breath or the wind of God and through the Spirit. And so this idea that these words are not just some uh, words that were kind of arbitrarily given, but these were given to us by the Holy Spirit, by God himself. So these are the words of God. So there's a holiness to him, a sacredness to him, because these are God-inspired words. And so sometimes I think 
when we think of Bible translation, we think of those original authors, mm-hmm. and they were just sitting there at their desk with their quill and their papyrus. I mean, can you envision that in a, in a small oh, yeah. little lantern there and some— uh, some some kind of animal howling in the background. That's yes. that's why I picture and this it's going. It's at nighttime. For it's sure. at nighttime. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they just were suddenly taken over and they couldn't think anymore. They're like, I am writing. I can't stop. Yeah, like but mindless, mindless <laughs> writing. Like the Holy Spirit has taken over them. And still, I think as we read this, it's still their personalities coming through their writing styles. Yeah. But God is inspiring. God is directing them. He's He's moving through them to get the I ideas and the concepts that we have in the Word. And so it's saying, this is what we have here. Is just not some subtle document, right? These are the words that God has inspired. These are the words of God to help you to stay online, to keep doing the right things yeah. that I, I'm asking you to do and, and sharing in this letter. Yeah. If you ever are reading and you see those little letters or numbers, subscripts, uh, or superscripts, I guess, you yeah. know, those are, if you don't know this, those are cross-references, which is really cool because they can point you to other parts of the Bible where maybe they, they're saying similar things or maybe this is where that comes from or whatever. And so I, there was one for uh, verse 16 here from Second Peter. So Peter, another one of the apostles uh, who, had, who wrote multiple letters in uh, the New Testament. But in verse uh, 21 of the first chapter of that book, he says, for prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets through humans uh, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And I thought that was such a cool um, verse that encapsulates what we're talking about here. Yeah, inspired by the Holy Spirit. These are God-inspired God words. God breathed, Holy Spirit inspired. So that's what I mentioned before. Like sometimes there's a there's a sacredness to this because these are mm-hmm. God's words, and but it's not God. Yeah. You know, it's not part of the Trinity. Yeah. But there's still a sacredness. So it still is a book, but yeah. it's still a sacred book. Yeah. It's still something to be honored and something to be valued and something to guide us uh, through our lives. And yeah. so just. Yeah, I think that's divinely inspired is is huge. Mm -hmm. And I think like that's so encouraging too to know that like as human beings, like we have this partnership with the Holy Spirit. Like even then, like that that partnership of like he's using us imperfect people and still using us, but it's his spirit that makes it special and makes it divine and makes it unique, not us. And I think that that that's really important too, knowing within this context of like, hey, these people, they have these ideas, these false prophets or things they're saying, but that's not God inspired. He's saying this, this is God inspired. And so I think that contrast is really interesting. Yeah. And you, uh, Brock, were bringing up something interesting yesterday about how the tension that exists here, because we have something that's God breathed. And yet um, we have, I think the way we put it yesterday was you have, you know, God in the flesh and God in the spirit, but you don't have God in paper. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the Bible is, is not like uh, Jesus incarnate, you know, in a book. And yet, it, it is this um, Holy Spirit-empowered, uh, God-inspired uh, thing. And so there's that kind of tension that exists between those two ends of that spectrum, right? Yeah. And it's very sacred and something that we should hold in great value, yeah. but not, you know, yeah. the point where we're like, oh, this is, this is God himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, these are God's words to us. And it's interesting, too, that as we think about this, when Paul is writing this to Timothy, he was not referring to this letter and to Matthew, yeah. Mark, Luke, and John, right. he was referring to the Old Testament. These are yeah. the scriptures that should guide you. And isn't it weird to think that Paul saying, hey, let the, the these words guide you, knowing that he might be someday writing words that yes. other people would say, oh, that is sacred <laughs> as well. Awesome. That God was speaking through classic him. Classic Paul. Yeah. yeah, classic Paul. What is classic Paul, Mary? Help me understand. Just, just kind of like <laughs> humble bragging a little bit. Like, hey, like these oh, words. I don't, I don't think humble he knew brag. at the moment that this is going to be canonized someday. Uh, but anyway, hey. <laughs> yeah. And so it's interesting then in verse 17, it's almost this idea. It can be translated as a man of God or a servant of God. 
that if you are want to be a servant of God or a man of God, someone that's carrying out or a person of God that carries out what God wants you to do, that this is how you're equipped for ministry. It's not all these other ideas. It's knowing God's word mm-hmm. to his people, these divinely inspired words. That is how one is truly equipped to do the things that God has called them to do. And so yeah. here, Timothy, in the midst of that situation, in the midst of that circumstance, to be the most equipped and qualified to teach, to train, this is what you need to do. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I would say for sure that's also classic Paul. And it, there it's we him. are. <laughs> he, he does kind of start unfolding these really big ideas, but then he also gives you really practical uh, steps to take in that. And so he's speaking to Timothy. Timothy's in a very particular context. And so as you study these verses, um, you know, we talk, we've talked before about descriptive and prescriptive and things like that. And so uh, it could be very well that Paul is instructing Timothy in this particular context with these particular people who are opposing the gospel and opposing Paul's apostleship and stuff like that, but still uh, very clear, um, four very clear things that he talks about here, which is teach, rebuke, correct, and train. Yeah, And and so it's so, it, I, I love that he almost gives us this grid of sorts of going like, hey, God's, this is God's inspired word and, and we can trust him and we can trust what this says. And so we have this, uh, almost like these benchmarks that are going to help us, these hooks to hold on to as we walk, that are going to keep us from drifting away from this purpose that, that God has for our yeah. life, right? And so we we teach so that people would learn. We rebuke so that we can acknowledge sin. We we correct them to encourage them, to help them move towards God's purpose. We we train them uh, in, in order to, to, to be ministers themselves. I, I just think that's so incredibly helpful. And also rebuke is just a fun word to say. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. It really is. I like saying the word puke, you know, something's gross. And so like it's kind of, it's, it's, a, it's akin to puke. That's rebuke. the homework that everyone listening, find a time today to use the word rebuke. Mm. Let's all say <laughs> yeah. it together. Because people in the world love when you come up and just rebuke them randomly. Uh-huh. It's it's a really, it's, it's something that people enjoy. Oh, you just wanted to rebuke me? Oh, thank you. I was hoping to be that's rebuked a t- today. That's a hard one, but it is it is a hard one. <laughs> Nobody likes getting rebuked or corrected. But And yeah. yet, we, we those of us who maybe uh, need rebuking or need correcting can look to God's word and go, oh, this is still good. There's still uh, like mm-hmm. purpose here. Yeah. I think that that can be really encouraging. So maybe the next time you're reading and you feel like you're being rebuked, you can think of the word puke. And go, oh, rebuke. <laughs> and then that'll help you remember this is something you should continue to work on. Very I'll, helpful. I'll be quiet after Very that. helpful. <laughs> and you. Yeah, and done. <laughs> and so the, the order that Paul lays out in Scripture can be really, really helpful. There's this book uh, written by, he's a, um, a professor named uh, Jonathan Pennington. He's a PhD. He's, uh, he's a professor of New Testament. He's also like a teaching pastor at the church in, the, in his area. And it's really interesting how he talks about uh, that progression uh, of those of us who, who like kind of what string does look like. And I thought this was really interesting to share. I'll just share it real quickly. But he talks about it uh, at kind of this disconnected religion. So, so when, when, our, when our faith is not speaking into every part of our lives, uh, he kind of refers to that as this disconnected religion that then leads us to seeking what he refers to as alternative gurus. Okay, yeah. so so when when my faith isn't the the, the primary thing speaking to my life, then I'm I'm going to be looking for others to tell me you know how to live my life. So that could be uh, Oprah, that could be the media, whatever that is, right? And so then the natural next step is that we stop asking big questions about uh, of scripture. 
And so scripture to us has become small. It's become uh, yeah. maybe non-essential. And so we're not asking big questions of it anymore. And so it's not encouraging us. It's not speaking to those or things. Or just like, yeah, one of many. It's like equal to exactly. what someone else might say or what someone else might. It loses say. a little bit of that divine sacredness yes. that we yeah. were talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And that's a big kind of element in our culture today. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of sacred things anymore. And so when we remove that, even as Christians, when, when we don't see the scripture as sacred anymore, we don't have much of a of a baseline to have a conversation or even to have an argument. It's just kind of all becomes somewhat subjective. So then he says, so because those things have become small, because my faith isn't essential, because scripture is small to me, then then I have a very limited witness to the world. There's really this because God is small, there's really no reason to share him with people. And instead we kind of become evangelists for those alternative gurus that are making us feel better about ourselves. Uh, and then I just kind of think of that as, as this kind of sin spiral because now that there's no longer a God-sized worldview, I really all I'm left with is, is this kind of me-sized worldview that really centers around pleasure or control or peace of mind. Uh, and I just think that's a really interesting thing because you can look at any one point in there and go, okay, um, this is where that's come from. And so, and it, but it's neat that Paul here reaffirms like, hey, this is God-breathed. Here's some steps that we can take to, to recenter our lives around God's purpose. And all the things that you just said, potentially these false preachers, teachers yeah. are doing those things. They're diminishing exactly. the value and the inspiration of God's word to his people. Yeah, and that really, that to me, it, it leads to, I would call it a befuddlement. Huh, a befuddlement. <laughs> okay, so Josh, tell us about your unpack befuddlement. Yeah, unpack your befuddlement. If you really, if you just kind of stop and think about all that we're talking about here, um, you know, we as Christians uh, making up the church, it's really interesting to think about this idea of, are we more scripturally influenced? Are we more influenced by God's word about uh, about this God-breathed, Holy Spirit-inspired um, text that, that he's given us? Or are we more inspired by the culture? Are we more shaped mm-hmm. by what our society says is good and right and true? And it's so much easier to be inspired and shaped by the culture because there's so many more avenues and voices and slicker presentations of it. And so sometimes it's easier just to say, oh, and there's some good, there's truth in it. Yeah. And so it's so easy to get lost in that instead of going back and saying, is this our primary foundation that keeps us from going astray? And then mm-hmm. we pick and choose like what we like. Yeah. So like we were talking about rebuke earlier, like that's like hard stuff. So we turn kind of to these other things that feel good and that make us feel like, oh, that affirms what I'm doing or how I'm living, which is a classic thing that we tend to do with the Bible in general. And so I think it's so important to know this and to think about this because whenever, you know, you maybe hear people that are teaching or preaching even or leaders or, you know, whatever it is, the, those people that have influence or or have a voice in your life, that it's just so important to know what scripture is. And when you hear them, be able to be like, is this, is this aligned with God's truth, mm-hmm. God's inspired word, because you will get very, very astray very quickly. Um, and when things don't go right, you're going to be confused because you're like, wait, but this person told me that this was going to happen when I prayed or when I did this or that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's also so vital if you're going to call yourself a minister, that the Bible is the foundation yeah, of your understanding of what it means to be a minister, not just all the latest tips and tricks on how to help people, but the, the gospel yeah. is the foundation of your journey yeah, so that you're not, not going to lead people astray. Right. Yeah. So you're helping them understand Jesus. And I don't think Jesus. I don't think any of us are suggesting that every Christian has to go to seminary. Every Christian has to become this 
like leading expert on Not at all. scripture. Uh, but I, I think God's word is pretty clear that we're to to know it. Yeah. We're to yeah. understand it, have a good grip on it, be able to uh, lean lean on it and use it in and out of season. And um, uh, and, and that develops within us this this delighting in the Lord, this uh, yeah. delighting in, in, in the, the word of the Lord. Uh, either the Psalms that are full of like, uh, your word is is honey to my lips and a light to my soul. It's a lamp to my feet, and yeah. and that that's what's cool is we're not. It, that comes from just spending time in it, reading it, yeah. uh, and it cultivates that that passion and desire to to want to know more. So, could one ultimately say that in order to not go astray, the breakdown podcast needs to be a vital part of your journey? I think. I mean, that's I, think, what we're I, think, I think. I think. So I think like there's our there's our point. Forget the Bible. It's the podcast that you should be listening to. That is the study point. Oh there. my goodness. There we go. And, and to your point, like there are so many resources out there, and so maybe you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, like. We are, you're thinking the people you're listening to right now, you know, Brock and Josh and these people on staff and like, oh, they, they know because they're pastors and leaders. Um, don't let that stop you from accessing all these resources and within this community. Bible Project, we talk about that. John talked about it in his message. All these different resources where people that have studied and can help you along. So don't, I hope that you leave this podcast today and you're thinking, you're so eager to know God's word and whatever things that might maybe come in the way, making you feel like you can't or that you don't know it would totally, you would just throw those things out the window and be like, I just want to know God's word and I want to know him so that I don't get led astray. I'm in this for a long time, no matter what comes my way. And so I, I'm so encouraged by this. So I um, just want to encourage you guys that don't let those things get in the way. Keep uh, trying to know God's word, using these resources, and join us this weekend at Hope, whether online or in person at any of our campuses. We're continuing how to Bible, so you can learn a little bit more, especially if you're like, oh yeah, now I really I really am excited about this, and then there will be another sermon this weekend kind of teaching on that before we hit that Hebrew series that's coming up in the summer as well. So thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you next weekend. Wait, wait, wait. Make sure to like and subscribe. Share what you learned today. And Smash we will- that subscribe button. Smash there we go. <laughs> and we'll see you next week on The Breakdown. Cheerio. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you learned something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown.